So today we're talking about the single biggest factor in sales. And you know, you could talk to a hundred entrepreneurs, a hundred business owners, and you will hear a thousand opinions on what the single, single biggest factor to sales is. And in, in my opinion, in my experience, and for, for my mindset as a business owner, all of them, all thousands of answers that you would get trickle down to one thing. Welcome to MindStrong Coaches. My name is Rachel and I'm the CEO of MindStrong Fitness, a multi six figure, soon to be seven figure online coaching business that I grew 400% in under eight months. The purpose of this show is to teach you to do the exact same thing, but in much less time. So let's get to it. And that thing sounds very simple, but how we actually accomplish it is based, it's the key to sales, right? If it's the secret to sales, it is the key to sales. How do we accomplish that one thing? And before I tell you what that one thing is, I want you to think about some, some answers you might get if you asked a business owner that question, right? If, if you, if I said to you, what's the secret to sales and you were going to answer, you were going to go out and poll other business owners. You might think, hear things like communication. You might hear things like marketing. You might hear things like ads, which kind of goes under marketing. You might hear things like personal relationships. You might hear things like free content, right? These are all very valid and true and respectful answers for what is the number one key to sales. To me, at the root of that, the number one key to sales is trust, right? Because sales, owning a business comes down to personal relationships in when you're in the coaching field, right? If you're selling paper clips online, you don't need a lot of trust because you don't need a lot of personal relationship. But if you're in a coaching field where, where there is a human element to this, the single biggest determining factor of if someone is going to work with you is do they trust you, right? That's what we're talking about. Why do we market? Why do we run ads? Why do we use referrals? These are all things we're going to talk about today because at the end of the day, people buy from you when they trust you. So let's talk about some, some ways to, to build trust and some pros and cons of, the, of each of them. And before we get into too many logistics, you know, the, the bigger life statement that I hope is obvious, but I'm going to say it out loud anyway, is if you are in a coaching business, first of all, there is nothing wrong with being financially driven. You know, a lot of people, times you'll hear things from people, especially when you're new in the business world, and they'll say, well, if all you really cared about was helping people, you do it for free. And that is such bullshit because the reality is you could help a handful of people for free, but while you're trying to live in modern society, you would need to go get a job elsewhere, right? Your time and your energy and your commitments would be spent elsewhere. So the amount of time you'd be able to show up, the energy you'd have to show up for someone, the commitment you could give them would be very, very thin because to live in our modern society, you have to support yourself. If we want to help exponentially more people, we have to charge for our services, not just charge. We have to charge on a, on a level that is truly worth our time and our energy because that is the only way we can show up for them both physically in terms of the time we're here and energetically in terms of not dragging ourselves into the ground because we're trying to help a thousand people who are not paying us enough for that, for that time and energy. So first understand that, that there is nothing wrong with being financially driven in your business. And at the end of the day, you know, if that is the only motivating factor, that's going to come across. 
And I'll, I'll use myself as a personal example. You know, I started my company, MindStrong Fitness, because I was a teacher. And I, when I was a teacher, I started going to the gym. I started seeing this life transformation and other teachers started coming to the gym with me and seeing their transformation just lit me up. Like I was, this is what I want to be doing. I want to help other women read this is where it came from, ignite that spark inside of them. Cause our program's called ignite and, and step back into their power. So it started from a genuine help, a genuine desire to help women. And what happened in the beginning, if you've heard me talk about my story a bit before, I way undercharged. I was like, well, I want to help teachers. Teachers don't make a lot of money. They can't really afford this. So I wildly undercharged for my services. And what wound up happening, because my pro, our program works, it gets results, it, it, it does what it's supposed to do. So our business grew very quickly, is it grew to a point where I couldn't keep up. And I, I'm someone who has a crazy work ethic, and I still almost burned myself out. Because there were just literally not enough hours in the day for the amount of support that I was giving each individual client at such a low price point that I couldn't afford to hire coaches. I was literally running my business into, my, into the ground, and that was my own fault. So eventually, I had to learn to get comfortable. You know, I, I started to do the mindset work around finances and the fact that you need to set your prices at a point that stings all the things we've talked about in past episodes. And if you haven't, then, then go back and, and check those out. But I say that to say, you know, we are now at a, a point in our business personally where we are we are on the much higher end of most fitness companies out there, and we can stand in our power because we know they work. We know not only are they worth every penny, but when you understand what you're getting, you see that it is the deal of a year of, of the century based off of what you would be doing otherwise. So I say all that because. It, it, it's this yin and yang balance. Like finances, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say, don't care about the money. I need my business to be making money, right? My business is at a place where, you know, some coaches, they hear you at a $10,000 a month. They're like, holy crap, that's amazing. If we have a $10,000 a month, my business is going under at this point because the amount of expenses we have to pay our coaches, to pay our ad team, to pay our, our assistants, you know, we can't function on $10,000 a month. We need to be making cash for this business to exist so we can help more people and we can grow exponentially and serve more people exponentially. And at the root of what we do, if you've ever heard me inside of my Ignite program or inside our Facebook group or inside Kickstart, our free five-day challenge, if you've ever seen my coaches work their magic, like there is no debating the passion we have for transforming lives. Like The thing I get made fun of most of is that my arms flail when I talk about macros and I talk about how this will heal your relationship with food because at the root of what I do, I need to make money. That is one truth. And the other truth is if that was all I cared about, I wouldn't be in this business, right? I'd go into investing. I'd go into real estate. I'd go into something else where it was purely about the money and nothing to do with helping other people. So we need to understand that, that there needs to be this balance between the two. Now, what does this have to do with trust? Number one is you can't force vibes. You know, we've all had, I'll give you a kind of a, a interesting example that ties into this. If you've ever had, um, I'll use my, my partner. My partner has some coworkers who, you know, she, she lives and breathes her job. She's a teacher and she lives and breathes her job and goes above and beyond. She's the team lead. She makes crap money because she's a teacher and teachers don't get paid enough. And it doesn't matter to her. Like she'd like to make more, but she's still going to give her all to her job. She has coworkers that do, don't do the same. Some do. Some are fantastic. Some, you know, give their all to the kids. And then she has some that don't pull their weight. And 
it's easy to get frustrated about that, right? It's easy to come home and be like, why am I going above and beyond for, for the, for the school, for these kids? And then these people aren't pulling their weight. And the answer is number one, because what they're doing or not doing has nothing to do with you. You're doing this for the kids because you love it. And number two, and this is my point of this example, is it's only a matter of time before they can't get away with that anymore because you can't fake vibes, right? Whether it's a coworker not pulling their weight or whether it's it's a friend be pretending to be fake. We've all had those experiences where you can only hide who you truly are, what your true intentions are. If you've ever dated before, right? We all know this. You can't hide your true intentions or who you are or the people you date can't for indefinitely. The truth is going to come out. So if you are in a business and you are in it solely for money and you don't actually care about the transformation your clients are going to are making, it's going to come out in your vibe. It's going to come out in your energy. It's going to come out in your sales pitch. And it's going to come out naturally with time in any and all of the above. We, we have to make sure, and this, you know, this is where we get into some cheesy buzzwords like your why. But I remind myself, especially during launches, during Ignite launches, where it's so easy to get caught up in the financials, I always make sure when I feel myself getting into that tense financial state that I pause and take a breath. And I remember like, why am I doing this? Right? What if, what if the launch wildly failed and I could only help five people? Is that a could only help? I get to transform five people's lives. Yes, financially, it's going to suck. I'm going to have to figure something out but I still get to transform five people's lives. And sometimes just taking that second, that's never happened by the way, because of everything I'm teaching you right now. But when we take that second to remind ourselves, we can step back into that heart-centered place. And I truly believe that being an entrepreneur, you have to balance 50-50. It is 50% business mindset, 50% heart-centeredness. And heart, is that a word, heart-centeredness? And most of us as human beings, we aren't 50-50. You know, when you look at how you were raised, most of us are one end of the spectrum or the other. If you've heard me talk about my story before, I, I talk about it a lot in my book, um, Becoming Mindstrong. I was raised in a very business uh, family. There, were, there was no talk about emotions. There was no such thing as empathy. It was put your head down, get the work done. And now I work in a business where it is, it has to be hard. It has to be empathy. It has to be nurturing. So before I even had a thought in my mind about starting MindStrong. I did a tremendous amount of personal work to learn how to tap into empathy, to learn how to feel my own feelings, to learn how to feel other people's feelings. And once I did that, my my personal path just naturally led to helping others in in the spirit of, first as a teacher, now in the spirit of MindStrong. But that 50-50 balance, I say that to say, is not going to come naturally to most of us. You're either going to be like, well, I'm all heart and, and no business mindset, no business logic. Well, cool. We live in a world of technology. You can learn the business side in a week if you needed to. You're going to have to do some work, right? If you were raised like me, where it's all business, not a lot of heart-centeredness, now's the time to go do some, <laughs> some therapy, right? Get, get with a good therapist, do some NLP work, whatever you need to do to get your mindset work so you can live in a space, and it's not necessarily going to be exactly 50-50, but you can learn in a space where you balance this, this heart and this head. So all of that said, you know, that was a very big uh, introduction, if you will, to the fact that at the, the core of trust is, is it's your true intentions. If your true intention is to help people, that will come across in your messaging, that will come across in your passion. If it's purely money, that will come across as well. And it doesn't mean it's all or nothing one way or the other. There is nothing wrong with, with balancing your finances, but you've got to have that true passion for helping others. 
Now, the topic of today is, is building trust. It's not just this, this logic emotion balance. So when we think about other, other um, answers that people might give, right? If the question was, what's the number one key to, to sales? And the answer is trust. When we think about what are, what's, what are ads doing? If you're running Facebook ads, what are they doing? Well, there's a couple things they're doing. One, they're establishing you as the expert in the field. Number two is they're getting people to see your face over and over and over and over again. If you study statistics, you'll see anywhere from 12 to, to 24 touch points is what studies say it takes before people start to, to build that trust with you. So if you run one, you put one post on Facebook and say, well, no one bought. Well, cool. Maybe they saw you once. And even that's a maybe because of the algorithm. But if you have ads running, and by the way, you don't have to run ads in the beginning. We didn't invest in an ads team till year four of our business because it's, it's expensive. It is a big expense when done correctly. And it is not a must in the beginning. But the point of doing it is that people's feeds on social media just become inundated with your face, and that naturally builds trust. As humans, we go to what we recognize, and that's one way to do it. You know, another answer that you may get is um, free content. Free content is a great way to build trust because now when people start to learn about this subject, you become the natural next step for them. Right. If someone comes into my Facebook group, never having heard of macros before, and now I've just inundated them for 12 weeks with all the reasons that macros are the most sustainable approach to, to weight loss, or if I can transform their mindset about what the scale is or isn't, or I can teach them about what, what doing ab exercises really does versus what mass marketing leads us to believe. When I can get into their brains as the person with the answers, they might not be ready to, to invest in themselves yet. They may not be ready to take their journey seriously yet. But when they are, who are they going to go to, right? You become the obvious answer because you have built that trust with them. One of the biggest mistakes, and we'll do a, a whole episode on this as well. One of the biggest people, mistakes people make is they just sell too early. It's like, oh, you got my free PDF? Boom, buy my $3,000 program. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. Nobody is giving you $3,000 because you just gave them a free PDF that they may or may not have read. But you nurture them for 12 weeks. You give them all these free workshops and webinars and downloads and whatever else that you choose is, is aligned with your goals. Of course, they're going to trust you, right? Now, the last point I'll make is this, and this is hands down the biggest one, and this takes time. This is one of those, those parts to building trust you can't rush. Referrals are the lifeblood of your business. When, when you can get someone into your program on a referral, it is the fastest way from point A to point B. Because at that point, it's not about you. It's about the person they already trust, right? If, if I'll, again, I'll use a personal example. Um, one of my best friends, Meredith, we went to high school together. We lost touch for God, almost 20 years. It's crazy that, that I'm old enough to say it's been 20. It's more than 20 years since of high school since now. But we lost touch for 20 years, close to that. And then she she found me again on Facebook and wound up joining Ignite. There, was no, there wasn't even a sales pitch for it at that point because we already knew each other. Even if we hadn't seen each other in 20 years, she knew me from high school. It, it's safe to assume that even if we weren't great friends in high school, you know, I probably didn't become this mass murdering psychopath <laughs> compared to like the somewhat nerdy musician that I was in high school. So it was a pretty safe bet that the trust was there. Now, Meredith went through my program based on the trust factor. Again, no sales pitch. She was like, what are you doing? Tell me about it. Sign me up. She lost 35 pounds. She kept it off for three years and counting at the time of this recording. Meredith has probably brought at this point 25 people. That would be probably, a, that's my best guess. I would have to run the data. But I would guess 25 people into Ignite. And every single one of them 
was ready to go by the time they found me. They didn't have to go through Kickstart. Some of them did just to see what it was about, They, but most of them didn't have to go through Kickstart, my free five-day challenge. Most of them didn't take a sales call. Most of them were sending an email saying, hey, I'm a friend of Meredith's. I saw her amazing transformation. She rants and raves with you. How do I get started? In the, and you, you know, if you, if you have a new business or a just starting out business, you will learn the amount of time and energy. And if you have a business, you know this already, the amount of time and energy that, and money that that saves is invaluable. When you have clients saying, I'm ready to go, what do I need to do? Versus putting on five day challenges and following up with them in their DMs and sending sales emails and maybe getting on a sales call. You don't have to do any of that. They're coming to you saying, how do I sign up? If you could if you could make a whole business on referrals only, you would have the easiest run business out there. The only thing you'd be dealing with are the logistics on the back end. You would not have to do any sales because what that person has done is they've already established the trust factor for you, right? It's like meeting your best friend's other best friend. Chances are there is a 99% chance that when you meet your best friend's other best friend, you're going to become best friends with them because there's a reason that there is this common tie and it's the same thing here. Now, as a new business owner, you know, referrals are kind of a catch 22. What gets referrals before and after pictures? If you're new, you don't have before and after pictures, but this is why it's so important, especially in the world of macro coaching, that you're doing this correctly and sustainably, and you're supporting your clients in a way that's going to get those results and then that you're actively following up and asking for those referrals and getting people into your pipeline. Like anything else in life, you know, sales is personal relationships. Nobody wants a hard sell. Think about what you would want, right? Who likes it when someone calls them and immediately jumps into selling? We hang up on them, right? If you watch a free webinar that is advertised as, you know, 60 minutes to learn how to, to scale your fitness business, and it actually turns out to be three minutes of content followed by a sales pitch, you're not watching that. Not only are you not watching that, but you're never going back to that company again because their intentions were clear. All they want is your money. They don't actually care about helping you. When you can make it clear to people that your what you live and breathe is to help them get this transformation, when you give them content to, 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 to introduce, and it, listen, free content does not mean you have to give away the farm. What a lot of, a lot of people go the opposite extreme. And by the way, I did this in the beginning. I gave away too much free content to where people weren't signing up because I was teaching them how to do it themselves, right? That's a conversation for another day, but there's a fine line between getting people to get momentum, getting them to dip their toe in the water, but as a coach, knowing how they're going to learn best. People don't learn macros best on their own. They need support. It's a new skill. And I learned that the hard way. But when you can be the person to give them what they need to dip their toe in the water, to get that momentum, when you can be the person whose face is in front of them all the time, who their friends are talking about, who their families are talking about, when the time comes that they're ready, you are going to be the no-brainer choice, hands down, because that trust factor is already there. For more help scaling your fitness business, whether it's brand new or whether you've been at it for a while, visit www.mindstrongcoaches.com.